Hey guys, welcome back to Tribe of Unicorns. I'm your host, Kendra Beavis, and today's episode is all about entrepreneurship and marketing your business. This particular episode is really focusing a lot on algorithms, but I know through a lot of self-discovery also comes the courage to take risks, and sometimes starting a new chapter in your life might look like entrepreneurship. So take a listen to this episode if you are a self-starter if you're looking to market a new product maybe you're doing an online course i oftentimes see people when they discover things about themselves they get so excited and so passionate about it that now they want to reach out and teach other people the tricks to their secrets of their trade tricks to the trade <laughs> you know what i mean take a listen to this episode we have chantelle Girardi on and she is talking all about algorithms and how you also can market your business and get going. Hey guys, welcome back to Tribe of Unicorns. I'm your host, Kendra Beavis, and I am sitting with Chantal Girardi. How are you? I'm amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Nope. I was, so I put out a call on a, a group that we're both a part of and um, I saw your profile and I thought Facebook strategist, yes, that, that is something we need to hear all about. So I, I want you to, if you could introduce a little bit about, um, how you serve right now, but then I would love to hear your journey to how you got here. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. So what I do is a little bit different in that I actually teach business owners how to strategically manage their own Facebook profiles without having to pay for ads. So that's my special unicorn power. Um, and um, I love to inspire, motivate, encourage business owners to show them that there is a way to do it and it doesn't have to be overwhelming or stressful. Uh, in fact, it can be quite enjoyable because it does result in paying clients uh, and we all want more of those. Yes. Um, so I completely fell into this um mm -hmm. 12 years ago I moved from South Africa to Australia so I've got this mixed accent <laughs> Beautiful. and um <laughs> thank you and I moved here with my husband at the time and I had three daughters under the age of five so identical Ooh. twins uh Erin and Jordan who were four uh, five at the time and my youngest was one and I moved from South Africa to the Gold Coast knew nobody knew no one no one knew me and I was going to stay at home like a good mama look after the babies uh, and my husband at the time, he was going to work because he, he had a job opportunity. But within the first two years, he lost his job. And they were going to send us back to South Africa. So I basically played on Facebook <laughs> while the children were sleeping and while they were playing in the playground. And I taught myself Facebook and I taught myself how to uh, grow my business. So how to be more visible, to grow my personal and business brand, uh, to become more known and also to network without having to always attend networking events because I had these kids I couldn't just you know I couldn't just cart them along everywhere where I, I went so um, I did a lot of wrong things in the beginning did a lot of uh, things that weren't quite the etiquette did a lot of spammy things um, got no results you know in the first sort of year but I really really persevered because they what oh, that's that noise I was telling you about <laughs> The next I'm glad it's not an ASMR video. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually just short little bursts. So <laughs> sorry about right. that. No, it's okay. um, 
so for the first year, I must say, like I was just basically doing everything that could possibly be wrong. Um, mm -hmm. And it was turning a lot of people off and it wasn't working at all. But I really didn't want to have to go back to South Africa. And we'd had no welfare because we were from another country. We weren't right. citizens. So we had no choice but to get it to work. So I explored, I tested a whole bunch of stuff and basically came up with a formula that works. Um, and it worked for my business. I mean, at that time, it was only about me and it was about me feeding my family. And to tell you the truth, I was kind of sick and tired about everybody talking about generating leads and being more visible mm -hmm. because more leads and being more visible doesn't feed the children. It doesn't right. pay the rent. It just doesn't. So for me, it was like, if I'm going to do this, I have to be able to um, be able to do this, but it has to amount in money. All the right. time I spend on there has to amount in money. So, um, so I taught myself Facebook. Um, and then with my business, I grew my first business on the Gold Coast, which was a personal training business, which is a very saturated industry on the Gold Coast. Um, and I was in the newspaper. I was featured with, you know, the council. Um, and a lot of people were going, well, how the hell do you do this? Like, no yeah. one knows you. You're not like a sports model, like, you know, no one famous or anything, you're just a mum from another country, you know, you know, what on earth, what did you do? And I said, well, it was all Facebook. Um, three years after that, I actually opened up a health, wellness and fitness center. And again, everyone said, oh my gosh, you had no money. Your children were like holding up the roof of the car. You were like counting the pennies each month. You know, it was, it, like, it was incredibly stressful. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, what you, what did you do? How'd you do it? Um, and, but I was just happy with my health one as a fitness center. And I kind of thought I'd have all these subcontractors in there and they would all pay me rent for using the space and we would live happily ever after, but we didn't <laughs> because each week when they came to pay rent, they couldn't pay rent because they couldn't get clients and they were sitting on Facebook and they were doing whatever they were doing and it just wasn't working. So I started to run like a weekly meetup where I would bring them all in and I'd say, right, this week, you know, what are we going to do on Facebook? How are we going to do it to generate more, more clients? Um, and it worked. Um, but what happened is everyone on the Gold Coast started going like, what the hell is going on here? How are you all doing it? Um, I'm also struggling with Facebook. You seem to do things very practically and you're not a very techie kind of person. So you do things non-markety and non-techie. Um, and we are that. So can you show us how? Because we just don't have the money to outsource it. We don't have startup capital. We love what we do. We just want more clients as well. Um, so for about, I think for about five years, I was doing both businesses. I tripled both businesses and then I almost wow. had burnout. <laughs> so yeah. um, probably about two years ago, I sold my last share in uh, my health, wellness and fitness business and um, gave it up and went completely into social media coaching. Okay. Um, and, um, and have since then become an award-winning, uh, both internationally and nationally for getting results from Facebook for free. That is so amazing. What made you think, you know, I can figure this out and I, and where did you initially turn to start to, to, to even come up with this formula? Yeah, I think the first thing was, I was kind of tired of you know how when you download all these eBooks and you watch all these YouTube videos and they're little bits of, you must do this and you must do this and you must do this and you must do this. And mm -hmm. everyone's telling to do all these little must do things. But when you do those little things and they're actually heading in different directions, it doesn't all end up in the same place, which results in money. So I kind of got tired with that. Um, I only had sort of a small, uh, you know, small amount of money at that time. So I was doing a little bit of like, 
group coaching with some other business coaches and a lot of online group things. But as I said, I got really tired of it because they kept focusing on leads and visibility. And right. for me, I was I was being more visible. I was giving it away for free. I was doing lives every day. Um, I had all the groups. I, but at the end of the day, I was spending all this time and it wasn't working. So to tell you the truth, I think the, the part that hit me the most was probably Russell Brunson. So he's the ClickFunnels dude. I'm sure you all know him. Uh, and he's got this book called, uh, what is it called? Expert Secrets. And when you read his book, he tells you, just do one thing and get it right. Mm -hmm. And almost it was like, aha, I just went, okay, this makes sense to me. All right. It's like, it's, it's, it's the same as being a personal trainer. You go to the gym, you're training a little bit for boxing, you're training a little bit for triathlon, you're training a little bit for boot camp. You're not going to be good at anything and you're not going to be exceptionally fit or get results in any of them. So to me, it just went, you know, this makes sense. Yeah. Why don't I just take one package that I know that it's desirable and why don't I go onto Facebook and I find who the people are that want that and why don't I package it and communicate it effectively to them and then use the free capabilities of Facebook to grow that audience, to find that audience, to put that in front of that audience and to get those people who are already who have used me as their client, get them to do the marketing for me. Wow. Like that would be a lot easier. Yeah. So I kind of figured that out. Um, and I, I still stick with that now. Wow. So I find that one thing and follow through with it until it works. And too many people pivot. They're pivoting all the time. They're rebranding all the time or they're mm -hmm. recreating something else. But rather just put together the one thing that you absolutely love and enjoy doing um, find the person who wants that and is prepared to pay for it because that's the other thing. Right, There's right. no point in putting it in front of people who are not prepared to pay for it or don't have the money for it. There's there's absolutely no no point of that at all. Right. Um, and that's and what I did. This, so, all yeah. this without paid marketing? No, not paid marketing. So I've now been, so I tripled both my businesses. Um, my Facebook business, we have experimented with Facebook ads mm -hmm. because, and I've had other people come in and I've spent thousands of dollars with, um, you know, promised, promised, yes, we're the best, it'll work, da, 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 da. But we get such fantastic results without paying for ads. And I love the control that I have over my marketing yeah. rather than someone going, oh, you've had all these views and all this visibility and all this engagement, but I'm going, yeah, but nobody's bought anything. Right. Um, so we have tested and the only reason we've done that is because especially for e-commerce businesses, um, it, with e-commerce businesses, it's kind of the road you've got to go down. If you've got a shop and you've got, say, you know, 100 things that you're selling in your shop, e-commerce and retargeting uh, with Facebook ads is, is the next step. You have to get mm -hmm. the Facebook foundations right, but right. there's a point where you might have to then go into ads. Right. So we have gone down that road. Um, but as I said, we get such fantastic results um, and we love having the control over, over the results. So 95% of my clients don't do ads. The 5% that do uh, usually have been doing the organic foundational stuff successfully for three years and they've actually scaled to a new level where they can afford to experiment in ads. How long do you stick something out until you do shift and make a pivot? Like when is that time period where you're like, okay, I do need to change this. It's not working. Yeah, that's a fantastic question. I mean, look, there's ways to avoid getting to that 
point or at least refining that so that right. you have that's less likely to happen. And the one is to do a competitor's analysis. Mm-hmm. So if you go to market and you go and do a competitor's analysis and stalk other people that are doing what it is that you're doing, mm-hmm. and then you can set up your strategy or your plan and differentiate yourself from them. So don't copy them, but yeah. learn from it and differentiate yourself from that. That's going to help you get to that point where uh, you should you should already be close to getting results. It shouldn't be that hard. You shouldn't have to completely change anything. You should just have to refine something. The second part of that is being crystal clear on your avatar. And unfortunately, people don't spend enough time uh, doing it. What they end up doing is they end up describing themselves uh, when they do their client avatar. Oh, they like me. And they do this. And they understand these big words that I use. And the reality is, is that people don't know what you know, and they don't know the words that you're using, um, and they're not like you, and their pain points are different. In fact, they want to be like you, but they're not actually you. Um, so it's important to get down and dirty with who those people actually are so that you can communicate to them in their language. Yeah. Um, and that's the third part of that, and that's the communication. So if you've got the right offer and you've got the right audience, but you don't know how to communicate it on Facebook, you'll get a no. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you've got the wrong offer, but the right audience, you'll still get a no. If you can't take payment online, you'll take a no. So there's, there's a couple of things in that customer journey that you have to get right along the way. So, you know, people call it a funnel and Russell Brunson uses funnel. I prefer customer journey. Yeah. Um, how they see you, how they interpret you, the journey that you take them on, how you evoke curiosity, build that know, like, and trust, mm-hmm. how you then get them to say yes inside their heads and then yes inside their hands and actually purchase from you or contact you. Um, and it's looking at every step in that process and going, what in this process is not working? Because mm-hmm. you won't have to rebrand and you won't have to um, completely pivot and change everything. You'll just have to tweak the messaging or tweak the audience you're putting it in front of, or um, tweak the way that you're taking payment. You can't believe how many people um, are not getting a yes because they don't have, uh, they've got a two-step payment method, or they've got a, they've got a two-step payment method, or they've got a complicated, or or a two-step or a complicated way, like send me your bank bank details and, I'll invoice you later or something. Right. And people just go too hard, too hard. What have you seen change over the last couple of years with um, algorithms or even with the way that Facebook allows you to communicate with your audience? Um, great question. Look, the the poor little algorithm gets such, <laughs> such a hammering from everyone. Um, but, you know, I've got, I've got two things to say about the algorithm. Number one, is that, you know, Facebook is a business, all right? They want you to pay for ads and they want you to keep paying for ads and they don't necessarily want you getting the fantastic results, right? Um, So they are going to inhibit that algorithm. But who's to say that the paid ad algorithm is, is any better, okay? That's the other thing. Who actually knows if people are actually seeing it? You know, who who really does know? Um, so there's two things, because now with the Apple iOS thing changing at the moment, yep. um, the privacy settings, a lot of people are not going to be able to uh, do successful ads. 
So what is the organic strategy? You have to, you know, you might have to have both. I always say you've definitely got to have a backup plan. Um, yeah, so with the algorithm, the algorithm at the end of the day is a prediction, okay? It's artificial intelligence. Now, if you put the right words into Facebook as you, the business owner, you put the right words in, and if you go and put yourself in front of your ideal customer and also like and engage in their stuff, the algorithm will bring you together. So if you understand that about the algorithm, even if the algorithm changes, the algorithm will bring you together. It's exactly like dating apps, right. okay? If you're interested in, in, you know, sunset beach walks and you're interested in sunset beach walks, they're going to put you together as a match, okay? And the algorithm's exactly the same. So a lot of people keep blaming the algorithm. They blame the algorithm and they say the algorithm's bad, so they give up and they don't do anything. But if you actually do the right things and you are putting the right content onto your page, engaging in the right audience, it will bring you together, okay? Mm -hmm. And Facebook does change. You know, at the moment, there's a big shift to getting more people to follow than to like, and there's a big shift towards groups um, and -hmm. engagement in groups. However, I've been saying it for years. I feel Facebook's going to monetize groups. So right now, they're getting everybody to build up their group, build a business in their group. So many people are charging for their groups, charging to, you know, for people to advertise in there, for people to be in there. It makes sense for Facebook to say, hey, I want to cut of that. Yeah. So yeah. I see that coming and I've predicted that for the last three years and I've already got one sign of it that it's coming. So, um, and I get people coming to me and asking me to quote on behalf of Facebook and I'm like, no, it's what I've been predicting just myself because it makes sense as a business model right. to do that. Sure. Um, yeah. So you have to have everyone's email addresses. That's the backup plan. At the end of the day, right. One of my strategies for Facebook is get the hell off Facebook. Facebook is a vehicle. It is only one part in your, in your business. While it's there, milk it for everything it's worth. Understand right. that algorithm. Do the right things inside of it and Facebook will bring you together. Have a growth strategy as well as a strategic content plan. If you have those two things, um, you will dupe the algorithm uh, and you will you know, um, put yourself in front of more, more paying clients. Where does um, interaction with your with your audience, you know, what do they say, community management, um, you know, posting something and then walking away versus posting something and actually sticking around and talking to people if anyone engages or what, how important do you think that is? Oh, look, personally, I don't do it, okay? A lot of people say, please don't drop and go. And I'm like known for dropping and going because at the end of the day, I've got work to do, right? I've got to get back to kids. I'm like, I've got oh, I'm going to post this and then, yeah, six yeah, hours later time. I look. So, Look, if it's a Facebook Live, if it's a scheduled event, if people are know, if you've advertised and let people know that you're actually going to be there on that time and you're expecting an audience there, like for a Facebook I, for for a Facebook Live, by all means, yes, be there. Do a Facebook yeah. Live. Let people know in advance you're going to be there. Let them, you know, you know, set reminders so that they there, you're there, and it now becomes meaningful. But if it's not, I drop and go, and I come back and I engage. But here's the thing. Too many people focus on visibility and engagement. You mm-hmm. know that most of the customers that I get from Facebook never engage in my content. Wow. That's okay? interesting. And I can say that for my clients and myself. Yeah. There are people I've had two this week that have contacted me and gone, I love your stuff. I see your stuff all the time. I think it's amazing. Can we have a conversation? I have never seen, because I manage my own Facebook, I've never seen those people engaging in my content before. And I review 
everything weekly. Yeah. So don't think that people aren't seeing it. Again, right. we go into insights, we look at views, we look at previews, we look at engagement. Obviously, engagement helps because when people engage, it does then spread. However, don't think that people aren't coming onto your page and just scrolling through and reading what it is that you have. Right. And when you touch them enough times and you get a yes from them, they will contact you. Yeah. That's interesting. What do you think about lives, stories, you know, all these different types of posts now that they offer? Um, I like, I'm, I'm great with the live stuff. I love doing that. It's so much fun. Um, but where, I mean, what's really valuable as far as, you know, speaking to an audience and, and capturing their attention and then turning them into um, paying customers? Yeah, sure. Well, firstly, I believe there's a strategy for everyone. So if the introverts out there or people who don't want to be the face of their business, that's okay. Right. Don't listen to a business coach who tells you you've got to do more lives. If you don't feel comfortable doing it, it can actually break your uh, brand. Mm -hmm. So I don't encourage it at all. There's a strategy for everyone. So don't do it. You don't need to. I don't do a lot of Facebook lives, uh, even though I love talking. For me, it's like pay me and then I will talk to you. Like that's right, usually right. how it goes, right? Or it's got to be an opportunity. So I don't have time to just give free Facebook lives out um, yeah. with great advice. Um, but if it's a paid program, it's a different story. So I've got a 14-day program at the moment, a content program. People paid me $14. They're in a group. And every day I go in and I do a Facebook live. But I'm getting money for that, right? right. So that's absolutely fine. And they know, what time I'm, they know what time I'm pitching up. They've paid for a program, so they value it and they carry on doing it. Um, I'm quite a big fan of consistency with Facebook lives. So, you know, whether or not, um, like I've got a sexologist, she does a Friday night, you know, yeah. Friday night, sexy Friday night. Um, and she goes up and everyone knows that she's there. So they'll sit down with a glass of wine and they'll have a conversation um, because you're more likely to get more people coming to it um, mm -hmm. if it's actually structured. Whereas when you're just kind of popping in all the time, People are busy. So in the early days, people would always click into lives because it was like fun. But now yeah. because there's so many Facebook lives, people are like, oh, another Facebook live. Yeah. So something people don't value enough is the, um, the script that leads people into the live. They often just go to do a live and they just write a short little something. It's really important that you evoke curiosity. So you stop the right person from scrolling and you evoke enough curiosity that if somebody is, I don't know, you know, about to go into a meeting, that they will actually quickly run to the toilet, listen to your live, rather than go into that meeting. Like that's what it has to do. So I always say, um, bring out your inner Italian um, and, you know, your drama queen and a really, really good headline that's going to stop the right person. Then when you have the Facebook live, make sure that you give value. Don't keep it too long. Make it you know, punchy, tell them how long it is. It's only going to be for five minutes and stick to that time because people like to know what they're in for. Um, then they'll take that time. Uh, Facebook's got its own uh, transcribing tool, tool now. So you can go into the back end and use it. And it's actually pretty good because usually they mess up my, my accent, but um, it's pretty good. Um, and, you know, and then yeah, call to action, always a call mm -hmm. to action. And a call to action doesn't have to be a sell. It could just be a um, check out my blog, blog or ask a question or something like that. So, um, yeah, Facebook lives are great, but if you don't want to do them, that's okay as well. Um, and always go and review and see if it's working or not working. Okay. Uh, sometimes just changing the time of day. I had uh, a parenting uh, coaches, they were doing it at eight o'clock on a Wednesday morning 
Um, and I was like, why are you doing it at that time? And they were like, oh, well, that's the time that suits us. And I said, well, eight o'clock in the mornings when everyone's dropping people off for school. Yeah. So, so I said, you know, I, why don't you do it, um, you know, either before school pickup when they're sitting in the car or um, make it a little bit earlier. And they have, they've tested it and worked better. So again, it's not about you and what's good for you. It's about right. your audience and what's convenient for them. And during COVID, it changed. During COVID, it changed because there was a shift in everybody's working schedules. A lot of people working from home. Yeah. But there's a very big need for valuable information. So don't go there and waffle. Make sure you go in, make it punchy, make it valuable, have that call to action. Uh, with regards to stories, stories haven't been too... They're getting better. The engagement, the visibility, a lot more people are using them on Facebook now. They haven't been huge, but they are getting there. And Creator Studio makes it really easy to do, um, to, to put in your stories. So um, if you haven't tried that out yet, go into Creator Studio in Facebook and um, doing it inside there makes it super easy. But yes, again, there is also the insights for stories. So you can go review your insights. But if you're demographic slightly older and they don't do stories and you're noticing that you're getting three views don't spend a day going and creating a story right just go in there and just do it as a billboard new event coming here's the date you know click here's click my website click through the website to book like just as a quick uh quick yeah just like as a yeah just a quick action yeah don't spend too much time on it um it almost felt like they added it because everyone else had it, you know, between, and now YouTube has it. Well, and so does LinkedIn as well. So what happened is, is that all the social media platforms are fighting against each other. Mm -hmm. So um, they tried to get the monopoly. So Facebook actually tried to buy Snapchat and Snapchat said no twice, in fact. And uh, when that happened, they ended up going, well, we'll just create our own stories. Um, right. But Facebook also did it because they wanted to try and get a younger demographic on Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, and it has worked. There, there are younger people using Facebook now because of Messenger Kids and uh, because of, yes. of stories. My kids are on Messenger Kids. Um, and I never thought about that being the strategy to get younger kids back on Facebook, of course. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> I, I don't think about like the, the strategy behind things. Um, I tend to be like, oh, that's a cool tool. And then, of course, <laughs> if you think like the business of Facebook... That's funny. So we talked a little bit about creatives. Um, what is your advice for creative entrepreneurs who, um, yeah, I know my generation, we used Facebook for pleasure. And then a lot of us started starting our own businesses or whatever it may be that we needed to use it on for a business platform. Um, so I find I struggle with having fun and posting my personal content versus using it to actually showcase my business, my work, my team. Um, so what is your advice there? Um, at the end of the day, it, all, it always starts with a strategy. Okay. And this is where people go wrong. So mm -hmm. what they do is they just go onto Facebook, spit everything out on Facebook and hope for a sale. What we really need to do as a business owner is sit down and go, well, what is the strategy? How much money? And the strategy ends in money. The strategy isn't, well, oh, yeah, I'm going to work with amazing people. And, you know, that's great. Have those visions. Uh, but at the end of the day, the strategy is money. And this is where a lot of creatives go wrong because they love what they do. So a lot of service-based people 
especially also in the health, wellness and fitness industry, they love what they're doing. Um, and sometimes they'll just do it for free, but it doesn't feed the kids. So, right. um, so for me, it's, it's about look at the money. Okay. So say, for example, you decide you want to make hundred and I'm just going to use these figures, 120,000 for the year. So then you'll go 120,000 for the year. Well, that's $10,000 a month. Okay. So if I want to make $10,000 a month and I've got 10, that's 10, $1,000 clients. So what is my $1,000 package? Or do I want to have five $2,000 clients? Right, right. And what is that package? And when people go, they can't charge that amount of money. Well, you can if it's valuable. So are you going to give them more of your time? Are you going to give them, you know, uh, maybe an online resource, a video resource? Maybe you're going to give them, you know, additional bonuses, like whatever that looks like. But you can beef up that offer. And again, this was seriously just a Russell Brunson thing. It's like beef up that offer. Throw in, well, you know, it's it's $2,000, but you're going to get this, you're going to get this, you're going to get this. But use the words to communicate to their problem so that you show that you know your ideal client and you know what it is that they want from you. Now, if they don't know, if your ideal client doesn't know that they need you, uh, you have to handle those objections in your marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, and this can be, can be done by doing statistics. So for example, I might say if someone goes, oh, well, Facebook, I don't like Facebook. I like Instagram. I like LinkedIn. And I will go, well, did you know 93% of small business owners choose Facebook as their primary platform? So they go, oh, 93%. Oh, now I see the value in doing this. Right. So, for example, a relationship coach might go, um, did you know um, this percentage of people uh, get divorced in the, this many in the first this many years of their life? Then they go, oh, well, then I do need a relationship coach. <laughs> or did you know that divorces end in splitting all your finances and this is the destruction that will happen to the children? So those are all obje- objections and they're all pain points and things that are embedded inside people. And we mm-hmm. have to communicate that in our content. So for for creatives, again, it's about the intention is stop creating. A business coach once said to me, you're not allowed to create anything else until you've got this offer and you've sold it. When you've put together this offer and you've sold it and then you're going to refine it and replicate it and do it again, then you can start with another one. Yeah. Um, and, And that would be my biggest advice, but also to look at the financial aspect of it. How much money do you need to make? Because that transformed my business strategy, transformed it. Rather than I just want to make sales, it's how much money. And when you reverse engineer it like that, where you start at, well, how much do I actually want to make instead of, well, I could charge this for it, you know, the opposite. People are going the wrong way. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that they do, um, and again, now this, interesting enough, this is the opposite of Russell Brunson. (laughs) And I'm known for doing things a little bit backwards. But Russell Brunson is, he's the click funnel guy, right? What's his business? He sells click funnels. He makes money off click funnels. And what is click funnels? Well, they keep bumping up little offers. So they want people to use click funnels and all these little bump ups. So what they do is they start with a low priced offer. So buy this for $9. Then they email retarget them. Then buy this for $20. Then buy this for $50. Then buy this for $100. Right. And that's what they do. But at every one of those steps, it requires work energy, effort. And as you go 
from one to the next, you actually lose people along the way. Oh, I've clicked through them a hundred times, all different. It's so annoying. And do you actually value your $5 thing? And do you actually use it or implement it? Never. Never. And when it doesn't work, will you ever go back to that person again? No, because it never worked, right? So I don't believe that. I believe that you should go to market with your highest price offer Mm -hmm. because everyone right now is telling you, oh, get everyone in a group. We'll get 10 people in a group and we'll run a a course because then you'll make more money per hour. Do you know how hard it is to get 10 yeses? It is harder to get 10 yeses than it is to get one yes. Yeah. So is it easier to get $1,000 from one person or 10 $100? Right. It's easier to get $1,000. So for me, I always go with the highest price offer. That makes sense. And I've got clients that are selling $1,000 programs, $2,000 programs. I've got some that are doing three and a half. I've got others that are doing $5,000 programs without paying for ads. Um, But you've got to beef up that offer. As long as it's desirable Mm -hmm. and you can communicate it effectively and you can go put it out there using the right etiquette and the right words and you can position yourself as the expert, you will get a yes. I love that. In your training, do you also go over visuals and how, um, what what works, what doesn't, and tools to use? Yeah, hundred percent. So we we actually st- scrap it right back from the beginning, and it may be the South African in me, but privacy is really important to me. So um, depending on who I work with, because I work with a lot of lawyers, psychologists, people who want to have private profiles, uh, private public profiles. Um, So we actually start with your personal profile. We look at how you as a personal brand want to be seen. Do you want to be seen or don't you want to be seen? Do you have children? Are are there DVOs or child protection orders out there? Do you need to hide your kids? And how is that? Because if I can give you the confidence to use the platform, then you're going to feel safer going out because you know what everything means. So we start with your personal profile. We start with privacy settings. Uh, We then move on to business Uh, business branding, we go into your desirable offer, we go into who your audience is, competitors analysis. uh, And then from there, we go in how you're going to communicate that uh, and beef up that beef up the desirable offer, how you're going to communicate it. And what is the customer journey? Because if it's over $500, you're probably going to have to have a phone call with someone. So I'll teach I'll even teach them how to go through that process uh, to get a yes at the end. And of course, being able to take payment. Very cool. Well, I'm sure people are listening to this and like shaking their hands like, hallelujah, <laughs> this is exactly what I need. So where can people find you? Uh, ChantelGerardi.com.au. So um, yeah, so you'll have to check the spelling because Chantel and Girardi are spelt differently. So um... <laughs> we'll have all your links in the show notes too. So and you yeah. get your own unicorn page. <laughs> Ah, excellent. Yeah. And I'll share, share to my network too. Um, and there is a freebies tab and I think it, I think you will be sharing it too, but in that yeah. freebies tab, we've got content calendars. We actually have a, um, an ebook on 21 ways to outsmart the algorithm. We've got the eight fundamentals of Facebook, um, to ensure you've got a stable foundation and don't fail. So there's all these things that you can subscribe to, which, um, seriously will, will help you. Very cool. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your secret sauce. And um, I look forward to keeping in touch with you and watching what happens. Yeah, thanks so much. Thank you for being on the show, Chantal. This episode was actually recorded quite some time ago. 
and due to COVID and all sorts of things, it is just coming out now, but I always appreciate every guest that spends their time with me and shares their knowledge with this audience. If you guys want to check out Chantel, we have all of her links in the show notes and let me know what you thought of this episode. Is business information helpful for you guys? Are, are you, a lot of you finding that you are starting a journey down the road of entrepreneurship or maybe you're starting an online business or a lot of people that I talk to um, are starting courses and starting to offer things like that. So let me know if you want more content like this. Have a good one, guys. Talk to you soon.